Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. These are trying times. I know many of you are stuck at home for the first time in your life since you're a kid. I've been working at home for so many years, it's not that big an adjustment for me, to be honest with you. You know, maybe one day this week I'll do a little segment on how to adjust to being home alone <laughs> and working at home alone. It's very difficult. See, when you work in an office and have to schlep in every day on a car or a bus or a subway or this or that, you dream, boy, I wish I didn't have to commute. You don't realize the benefits of it, the social world that you have in your office till you lose it. Try working at home and see what it's like, which, of course, many of you are doing. Some of you aren't working at all in these sick times that we're living in. Very sad, tragic, sick times. But you have to adjust to the times. And uh, truthfully, a lot of people are going to fall by the wayside. I hope you're not one of them. And I hope to be with you during this crisis and get through it together with you. When that will be over, we do not know. Nobody knows. Nobody can predict. I mean, what's the model? The the Spanish flu? And then it came back roaring even worse in the second variety of that particular H1N1 flu virus. We don't know what this is going to do. This is a rather new situation. Today on the program, I'm going to read to you the treatment protocol, not from some crackpot in upstate New York, who has no controls whatsoever. Everyone's saying, well, he did 300 patients and they all got better and he used chloroquine. I don't believe a word of it. That's number one. I'm going to read it from a New Orleans, well, a a doctor, an ER doctor who's treating them on the front lines. An emergency room doctor. An emergency room doctor. And his main line is, stay home, trust the doctors and scientists. That's what he said. Stay home, trust the doctors and scientists. I can't believe there are people in radio who have the nerve to say things such as 
all the models that were presented to President Trump himself the other day, where he extended the deadline from the magic number of of uh, Easter Sunday. Even the president looked at the projections and said, I see it. Let's do it. And yet you've got people who I don't understand how they get away with it in a time like this, who are saying that scientists are all corrupt. All the scientists are fake, giving out fake science. It's sickening to me. Every doctor that I trust is saying, stay home, trust the doctors and scientists. Don't go to work if you don't have to. And yes, the doctors and governors need every ventilator they say they do. And this is going to come to you from an ER doctor, major doctor who's treating them, treating COVID patients. And I'll uh, read it to you. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but I'm taking this more seriously than I did before. But before we get to that and what you can do to protect yourself, I'm still the only one in the media, maybe the world of the American media still telling you, take your shoes off when you come home. But no, the CDC hasn't caught up with common sense uh, advice like that. It's still wash your face and hands. I can't believe this. What are we living in the 1600s? It's like pre, it's like the pre-knowledge of the, of the bacterial theory of disease, the germ theory of disease, wash your hands and face. Very good, Dr. Fauci. Can you now tell them to leave their shoes off at the door? No, not yet. So maybe I have something to offer you. Over the weekend, I put things in perspective for myself. I had to. You know, I have a responsibility to you. Remember, that's not just to sit here and blow hot air at you. Right now, I am called to duty. Right now, I have to use all of my education, all of my knowledge. And I shouldn't add for whatever it's worth. It's worth an awful lot in a media where there is no education and knowledge in the fields in which I am an expert, period. Yes, you heard me. If I do not say it, you will not hear it. I went to the San Francisco National Cemetery, a large military cemetery, on Saturday. I went to pay my respects to the fallen heroes. And some of those gravestones go back to the Civil War. I stood next to World War I gravestones, World War II, Vietnam, Korean War vets. It really levels you down. It really brings you down, down, down. I don't mean, I don't mean in a depressing way. It puts things in, in, in perspective. Many of those men laying in those graves in the National Cemetery here died from the flu, by the way. They swept them away. The Grim Reaper came. But I got a chill through me as the fog cut through me as I spoke to the fallen heroes. I needed perspective. It was very important that I went there because it's the way of all flesh. That's what awaits all of us one way or the other, sooner or later, in pain or in no pain. Now, why am I telling you this? I have no idea why. I'm just telling it to you. God tell me to tell you. you no, know, God didn't come into my living room and tell me to tell it to you. No, I didn't see Jesus in a teardrop. Moses didn't come down and bake me a matzah for, for, for Passover. I have some information that may be of use to you. You want one of them? Here, I'll read one little line from the, from the ER doctor. Chloroquine isn't helping the sickest patients. I'm quoting him now. I know it was just approved by the government. He said chloroquine isn't helping the sickest patients. He said it has liver toxic effects. And he's no longer select, selectively prescribing Plaquenil, which is a little different. So, yeah, maybe it'll work as a preventive. Who knows? I, we don't have enough studies to know. But I know we're all looking for the magic bullet. We all want to believe in magic and the magic bullet. 
Meanwhile, Pelosi should be arrested and deported for what she did. She should be thrown in prison. If Lincoln were in office right now, Pelosi would be behind bars. For that crazy woman who is bat-ass crazy and evil, like I've never seen anyone as evil as her, a, a close second to Pelosi is the witch from New York, occasional cortex. These are two of the craziest people in a time like this I've ever seen. She comes out and says things that the president caused this. The president caused this when he was the one when he imposed the travel ban on people from China. Do you know what this BS crazy woman said? Pelosi and all the Democrat liars, thieves, vermin. Do you know what they said? He was a racist for closing down travel from China. That's what this BS crazy woman had the nerve to say. How in the world can we get through this with crazy people like that with such a big mouth? Blaming him for coronavirus deaths. Again, I have to remind you, when he closed down China, this witch screamed he was a racist. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Now we got uh, uh, Cuomo. Cuomo now, Mr. Homie. The homeboy Cuomo playing the godfather in his apartment somewhere. I don't know where he is. He did a meatball show over the weekend. I know he's a big fan of my show. So he did meatballs. I don't blame him for liking my show. He must listen. He should. Because I speak the truth and he knows it. He knows that I sound like his father and the men he hung around with as a kid. So he knows there's some truth in what I say. And underneath it all, he probably knows I'm right about 99% of the things and agrees with most of them. But he can't in a state flooded with illegal aliens run by the corrupt machine. He's got to make believe he's on the other side. So now Cuomo wants to run for the presidency. He hasn't said it. But he did a meatball show yesterday. Meatball show. How could he run? Well, there could be a brokered convention in the offing if, Cuomo numbers, if Cuomo's numbers are high enough. But I will tell you right now, Cuomo's tough guy Italian persona does not sell outside of NYC. West of the Hudson, Cuomo doesn't sell. You could take that one to the bank. They don't like him. Nobody likes the tough Italian act outside of New York. It plays on Mulberry Street. And in that area, I kind of like listening to it, the meatball story, but it doesn't play well. And then there's a few things in his background that you may not want to know about. But as a talk show host who's a realist, it will come up anyway. Did you know that in the past when he ran, when he was competing with Mayor Koch of New York, who's since passed a great guy, Mayor Koch, by the way. And there were rumors about Mayor Koch that were floating around about his sexual orientation. And do we have the sound, Jim, of the of the question? I think you need to hear my audience needs to hear the question and the answer. And you'll you'll not believe this. Listen to this in, in, in the next clip. The runoff uh, with Mario Cuomo yeah. got ugly. Oh, it did. He was uh, very ugly. And some of his supporters started going around saying, vote for Cuomo, not the homo. They put up uh, signs on Queens Boulevard. It was the whole boulevard it was shocking now how do you deal with something like that well i'll tell you how i don't vote for cuomo not the homo well i don't think he can dust that campaign slogan off and run it against trump okay good but that's not the point of my playing that this is part of his background now he didn't do it but he was asked to stop the goombas from putting that up along queens boulevard and apparently Koch said he didn't do anything about the vote for homo not the vote for cuomo not the homo it's it's just something you need to know that's all that's something you need to know and um it's going to come up again so now you got people saying that um the president doesn't know what he's doing 
So Fauci goes in front of the president, shows him the data, the projections that anyone can get except talk show hosts who can't read data, who have their minds made up about the the, uh, epidemic. And they're still repeating the big lie that it's all about getting Trump, that there's not that many deaths, that the models are all wrong. I don't know how they get away with this. Look, I have to say this. Such disinformation at a time like this is criminal, and I'm going to say it over and over again until somebody does something. For someone who is influential to keep saying to you that it's all made up to hurt Trump, that the projections are all wrong by crazy uh, scientists, don't trust the scientists, is sickening. If it was just a crazy person in the street shooting his mouth off, okay. But it's someone with influence. He can't do this anymore. Here is Dr. Fauci himself saying he went to show the data to Donald Trump, who extended the deadline. Listen to this in 16 and 17. Well, it was quite convincing. I mean, the president, his first, as he said multiple times at the press conference yesterday, his first his first goal is to to prevent suffering and death. Mm. And we made it very clear to him that if we pulled back on what we were doing and didn't extend them, there would be more avoidable suffering and avoidable death. So it was a pretty clear decision on his part. You know, interestingly, you know, we showed him the data. He looked at Bingo. the data and he got it right away. It was a pretty clear picture. Bingo. Dr. Debbie Burks and I went in together in the Oval Office and leaned over the desk and said, here are the data. Take a look. He looked at them. He understood them. And he just shook his head and said, I guess we got to do it. So here's the president himself looking at the data and saying we got to do it. And he extends the deadline of when he was going to let it all go. Because he's a man who understands numbers and statistics, president is. And he said, I guess we got to do it. Has this message not gotten out to the radio business? Do you think that it's okay to tell people to ignore the government's warnings? Do you think it's okay to do that to millions of people? I don't. To give out such false information like that is criminal as far as I am concerned. So here is Dr. Fauci again saying we showed the president the data. And he looked at it and he got it right away. And he said, I guess we got to do it. The president himself said that. And yet you've got stooges out there saying that this whole disease is made up. It's not as bad as they say it is. The models are all wrong and it's all out to get Donald Trump. How could that possibly be true? How is that even possible? How is it even possible that anyone's allowed to say that in, they, in a major national media? How can they even get away with that today? I pray to God that people in the business come to understand that there are limits to free speech. And you yell, you yell fire in a crowded theater, you're putting people at risk. But when you yell there is no fire in a burning theater, you're going to kill a lot of people. I'm Michael Savage. Back in a minute. Hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my podcast, Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. This podcast delves into the lives of those who have been reduced to a single headline. Each episode will take a closer look at the stories of those who are on a mission to change their narrative. Join me as we uncover the truth behind the misconceptions, shed light on the stories of those who have perhaps been wrongfully portrayed, explore the complexities of the human experience, and celebrate the power of second chances. Who doesn't love a good comeback story? The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? 
Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Give you my idea for today. Uh, Sunday, I come from an Italian-American family. Sunday was... Family hey, Paulie, day. We give had me the a, wine. Uh, family dinner, but you'd have it like in the afternoon. So it was like hey, a Paulie, give me the wine. Like a lunch, late lunch, they called dinner. And it was spaghetti and meatballs and sausages. Oh, and Oh, Lord. Uh, my family would all get together. And it was a beautiful time. It. I didn't really appreciate it as a kid. No kidding. Uh, but it was just beautiful because they all came together and the grandparents were there and they would start to that eat it. Very nice. Very nice. Go ahead, my next one. Let's have the next little uh, meatball talk. The food was really just uh, the attraction to get people together. All right, you know, that's everybody true. Everybody talks about how the Italians love the food. That's they true, but really they, they love bringing the family together. And they the did, food was the, the way that people came together. And then right. sat at the table and it was just right, a enough already. two, three. So you could see Cuomo's running for the presidency. He wants a brokered convention. He wants to knock out the the, the uh, senile one. It could happen. Don't don't laugh. It'd be a hell of a battle between Cuomo and Trump right now. But Cuomo has a lot of baggage. He's destroyed New York State. He's driven out all the high earners in the state. He's taxed them to death. He's flooded New York with illegal aliens. So it's not such a guarantee that it's going to work west of the Hudson. I mean, this kind of crap plays amongst his, his uh, let's say, the people who like him. They don't like him outside of New York City. Upstate New Yorkers hate him, by the way. 
This comes to me from a listener, a loyal listener in New York City, locked in her apartment, apparently. Uh, never met the person, but I'm emailing me for years, and she says, you're the best. It's easier for me to listen to you live working from home versus the office. No disruptions. The best part of quarantining on limited hours of the savage nation. <laughs> All right, you can laugh about that. I would give nothing. I would hate to live in New York right now. I'd be a prisoner. I would think the worst place in the world to be right now is New York City, Manhattan. The worst. I would do anything I could to get out of there. You know, look, where are the epicenters of this disease in America right now? Heavy population population centers. NYC, LA, Seattle. Heavy, heavy, heavy population centers. San Francisco is running a close fourth any reports out of San Francisco I can't trust because they've hidden the homeless epidemic for so long, the diseases that immigrants were bringing in for so long. We don't know what's liable to happen in San Francisco under this mismanagement. But it's population centers who are at the most risk, which is why I have said selective quarantine is what is called for. But apparently those words have fallen on deaf ears. When I come back, Pelosi the sick puppy must be stopped at all costs before she destroys America. Michael Savage, a host like no other. When I closed the last segment, I made a statement that is not controversial, and yet, of course, it created controversy. I said, when you yell, there is no fire in a burning theater, you will be responsible for many deaths and suffering. Who does that apply to? Well, let's go back in time. While President Trump, who's being accused by crazy Nancy of fiddling while Rome burns, while President Trump was closing down travelers from China, what was crazy Nancy doing? She went to Chinatown. We have the exact date. She walked around Chinatown and she had dim sum and she told all of you to go to Chinatown. Listen to clip one. It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, we want to be vigilant about what might be on the, uh, what is out there in other places. We want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe, and come join us. When you yell, there is no fire in a burning theater, Miss Pelosi, you will be responsible for many deaths and suffering. How many people went to Chinatown because they trusted Nancy Pelosi's words of wisdom? It was out, probably the most outrageous thing in this entire vir- virus epidemic was Pelosi taking a walk to Chinatown to say that it's safe. This was while Trump closed down travel from China. And what did crazy Nancy say about that? She said he was a racist for uh, closing down China. So did all of the other Democrat anti-Americans. Now they're accusing him of doing the wrong thing. Uh, I want you to listen to the next clip in clip two. You must hear it. I'm here. We feel safe and sound. So many of us coming here does not only say it's safe, but to say thank you. 
worth of being Chinatown. At the Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Factory, the owner acknowledged sales have fallen by hundreds of dollars per day. No oh. one here, though, is sick or wearing face masks. Oh. We want people to care about our small businesses and our survival here. And hopefully they'll take heart and come down here. We've got a lot of great places here for yeah. people to see. The owner of the sure. walk shop on Grand Avenue was thrilled oh, yeah. when the speaker come dropped in and bought cookie. a walk. The store has been in business for 52 years, and the power came back on during her visit, which was considered a good sign. That was the best thing that you could do. Just, it's safe, it's wonderful. Uh, we welcome everybody. Come, keep coming. The walk ended with a stop right, so for you got the dim picture. sum Come have dim sum with Nancy. Take a dim sum with Nancy in Chinatown. How could she have the, the, the audacity, the yitzes, to say a thing like this? At a time like this, shouldn't everyone help the president? He just bailed the country out with a $2 trillion bailout, and this, this woman says that's only a down payment. The other one who should be deported, occasional cortex, the other stoner out there, has the nerve to say that he didn't do the right thing, there's not enough money spent? So, you know, you're starting to see how cr the fault lines are so large right now. And during a, a, a national crisis, generally people want to, I don't know, back the leader of the country. Do you know what this looks like to our enemies when you see a Pelosi going out there saying he's responsible for the coronavirus deaths? Do you have any idea what that's doing and fueling China's machinations towards destroying this nation? That's Pelosi doing a thing like this. Shameful and disgusting are too mild, those words. Senator Graham in clip six. Let's hear clip six, please, what he has to say. What she said, she's blaming the president of the United States for people dying because of the way he's uh, led the country. That's the most shameful, disgusting statement by any politician in modern history. Right on. Let me tell you, we've seen the best of America from our citizens helping each other, right delivering groceries, having special shopping hours for sen senior citizens. She's the first politician to blame right. another politician for people dying. Listen to what he says in seven so you'll finally know who Pelosi is, who should be removed from office immediately. Do you realize if Trump and Pence, God forbid, get the virus and a debilitated this woman would be running the country? Are you aware of that? Are you aware of what would happen if they, God forbid, got the virus because they're on the front lines trying to calm America every day? Do you realize this crazy, this bat-ass crazy woman could wind the president if, God forbid, that happened? Listen to 07. This is the same Speaker of the House who held up the bill in the Senate for days because she wanted same-day voting. She wanted carbon neutrality for the airlines. She wanted $75 million for the endowment for the humanities and $25 million for the Kennedy Center. She is the one that held up the package in the Senate for days to get the uh, Green New Deal put in a recovery package. So it's the most shameful, disgusting thing I've heard yet, and it needs to stop she needs to be thrown out of the uh, congress is what has to happen but it's not going to happen because the country is too busy trying to save itself and they don't need this bat s crazy woman undermining the uh, war against uh, the virus trump knows who she is trump had something to say about her in clip uh, eight let's let's listen to that one 
Well, you know, it's a sad thing. Look, she's a uh, sick puppy, in my opinion. She really is. She's got a lot of problems. And that's a horrible thing to say, especially when I was the one. And, you know, I've gotten from fair people, uh, you know, a lot of accolades. And I don't want the accolades, but it, it's just in terms of a fact. Uh, when I stopped all very some very, very infected, very, very sick people, thousands coming in from China long earlier than anybody thought, including the experts, nobody thought we should do it except me. And I I stopped everybody. We stopped it cold. It had never been done before in the history of our country. And what did Pelosi and the Democrats say? He was a racist for stopping the infected Chinese from coming in. You know, I, you know, at a certain point, all the independents out there have to come to understand what we're facing here. It's a very dangerous time that we are living in. Now, before I forget, I want to read this to you. I think it's the keynote piece of today's show. I received an email through a friend from a new, uh, I can't say the city, uh, an ER doctor on the front lines. And most of this is medical information for his physician colleagues. Some of the shorthand I don't understand myself, but some of it I do. And here's what he said. He said, good medical info for my physician colleagues, but I'm sharing it because it illustrates how many patients need ventilators. Although the mortality of someone needs a ventilator is very high and they are on ventilators for a long time. Their ICU is full, and the suite usually used for endoscopy is full, all but one on ventilators. Their inpatient floor is full of COVID-19 patients, and four of those needed emergency intubation. And since the critical care unit and endoscopy suite are full of intubated patients, they get sent from the floor to the ER to get the ventilator management they need. Also, they are out of the usual sedating pain relief meds they would use for these sick ventilated patients and having to resort to other less commonly used drugs. So they're running out of drugs in hospitals. These doctors and nurses are on the front lines. They are the saints of our time. But that's something I think even Nancy Pelosi could understand. I know she can't figure out a way to cash in on it yet, but uh, give her some time and they'll figure out a way to take a little vig off the top of that one. I'm sure they're already in it with somehow with the masks, somehow the drugs. So before I read you the treatment protocol that he is using in this hospital, I want to read you the end of the email. It's very important you hear what they're suffering through. He said, uh, let's see, da-da-da-da. One of his colleagues, another doctor, a 31-year-old female who graduated residency last May with no health problems and normal BMI is out with the symptoms and an SAO2 of 92%. She will be the first of many. I PPE best I have. I do wear a Max Air PAPR the entire shift. I do not take it off to eat or drink during the shift. I undress in the garage and go straight to the shower. My wife and kids fled to her parents. The stress and exposure at work, coupled with the isolation at home, is trying. But everyone is going through something right now. Everyone is scared, patients and employees. But we are the leaders of that emergency room. Be nice to your nurses and staff. Show by example how to tackle this crisis head on. Good luck to us all. That's from a doctor on the front lines. And yet you have people in the media saying it's all out to get Trump. The models are wrong. Not as many people are going to die. I never saw anything like this. Shall I read this or not? Do you want any technical treatment or not? Anybody want to raise your hand if you want me to? I could start it. It's very long. I'll read some of it. His main line is chloroquine isn't helping the sickest patients. Isn't, 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 isn't. This is only the beginning. Please stay home. Trusted doctors and scientists plan on remoting in for Easter services. 
Don't go to work if you don't have to. The doctors and governors need every effing ventilator they say they do. And don't you dare suggest they're wasting PPE. He's an ERMD, major, major hospital. We've seen several hundred COVID-19 patients. And this is what I think I know, he says. He's not in talk radio. He's on the front lines. He's really scared. And he said the clinical course of this disease is very predictable. Two to 11 days after exposure, day five on average, flu-like symptoms start. Common symptoms are fever, headache, dry cough, myalgias, back pain, nausea, without vomiting, abdominal discomfort with some diarrhea, loss of smell, anorexia, fatigue. Day five of symptoms, increased SOB and bilateral viral pneumonia from direct viral damage to lung parenchyma. Day 10, cytokine storm leading to acute ARDS and multi-organ failure. Shall I go on? I don't want to, you know, I don't know whether to read this to people. I found it phenomenally interesting because there's so much bull crap in the media out there that you need to understand this is a very serious virus. It's not like a mild flu at all. I read of another case in the Honolulu Star Bulletin last week of a 26-year-old healthy young man, local island guy, athletic, took vitamins, lived at home with his mom and dad, had a girlfriend with him. He got sick as a bartender in Waikiki came down with it a few days later ba 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 and died this is a serious illness please don't slough it off and say there is no fire in this burning theater shall i go on or not you want me to read more about this we got up to day 10 cytokine storm leading to acute ards and multi-organ failure you can literally watch it happen in a matter of hours 81 percent mild symptoms 14 percent severe symptoms requiring hospitalization 5% critical. Patient presentation is varied. Patients are coming in hypoxic, even 75% without dyspnea. I have seen COVID patients present with encephalopathy, renal failure, and dehydration. Now, listen to what I just said to you. 81% of the people who get it have mild symptoms, okay? 14% severe symptoms requiring hospitalization. 5% critical. He is an ER doctor. He is seeing the critical ones. But what are the symptoms in the ER room? Well, I'll read more of it for you because it needs to be heard out there what we are dealing with. And everyone needs to like stay at home if you're being told to stay at home until this thing blows over or blows through the areas where it's uh, mainly congregated. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. I'm the Speaker of the House. Legislation is my responsibility, responsibility and getting the passing policy and passing it all that uh, has not re- required any conversations with the president on the nature of the policy or the passage of this so, legislation. And don't forget, so I was I, there for the State of the Union address and did greet the president. I at turn that it off. Time. I can't listen to the She's third in line. If God forbid the president and vice president get sick with this virus because they're on the front lines trying to manage it, trying to manage the economy, trying to calm the population. If this bat s crazy woman becomes president, what's going to happen to this nation? Well, I leave it to you. All I can do is do my show. So as a man trained in epidemiology and human nutrition, I'm going to give you some tips. I can't do it in the minute that remains. I'll start it now. If you can't 
follow this or you think I'm making it up, turn the show off. Go listen to someone else. Go ahead. I don't really care. I am telling you right now, quercetin, quercetin, quercetin. Quercetin opens the gateway of the cell, permitting zinc to enter. The same way chloroquine acts, but with less toxic effects. Now, quercetin in high dosages, by the way, which is a natural product found in foods, can also cause some damage in the body, incidentally. So don't overdo the quercetin. It's found in grapes, black grapes, red raspberry, broccoli, red onion, red wine, green tea, apples, berries, ginkgo, buckwheat tea. Blackberries are rich in it, red cabbage. That's the quercetin supply you should use. I would not recommend taking high dosages of it in a supplement. And then you're going to need to get zinc in your diet from foods as well. Because zinc, when it crosses into the cell, will uncouple the virus. That's what the drugs are doing. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, we want to be vigilant about what it might be on the uh, what is out there in other places we want to be careful about how we deal with it but we do want to say to people come to chinatown here we are we're again careful safe and come join us come have dim sum with nancy so while donald trump was closing down travelers from china she was telling you to go have dim sum in chinatown and now she's saying he's responsible for the deaths You know, there comes a time when politics has to be put aside. Those times would be war, national emergency. We're in a national emergency. That is very much a war. This psychopath can't stop. This psychopath will not stop. This psychopath is a danger to the United States of America. But she's the Speaker of the House, and if God forbid the President and Vice President get this disease, she's third in line. Could you believe this? Can you believe this? Well, anyway, phone number is 855-400-7282. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to make or ask here on the Savage Nation, go ahead, make my day. Meaning call, 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 call. I'll give you the best I can, the best information, best knowledge I have. I told you that the drugs that are being touted, there's no real controlled studies proving that they work. As far as the crackpot doctor up in the Orthodox Jewish community in Muncie, New York, I, I would say, no, I don't believe it. No doctor would say it's 100% cure unless he's a, 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 a quack job. He's peddling something, probably looking for a little visit to the, to the White House. It's sickening. But everyone's jumping on it. Chloroquine plus uh, azithromycin's cu- the cure already. How can we trust 
a guy, a doctor in a small little community with no controls. How can we trust that? I don't. So if you believe that the mechanism that these drugs enact in the body are valid, and I do believe the mechanism is valid, uh, then what you do is you try to find natural methods of doing the same thing without using drugs if you're healthy. If you're sick, go to the doctor, go go to the ER room and do what they say, or you're going to die. It's that simple. But if you're healthy, hey, load up on quercetin, again, through foods, and get zinc through foods. Again, both both of these compounds can be very dangerous if you're taking too much in the form of supplements. So be very careful now. Don't overdose on quercetin and zinc, right? But what I want you to do is look at the foods that are rich in quercetin. Look at the foods that are rich in zinc because the drugs do exactly the same thing. To make it simple for you, I've given you the scientific studies before. Uh, One of them was a very technical uh, study that was published in the National Library of Medicine. If you want to know a valid study, here's one. It was published in, um, remember I told you I worked all of that Saturday? It was published on August 13th, 2014, and one of my staff found it. Zinc ionophore activity of quercetin and epigallocatechin gallate from HEPA-1-6 cells to a liposome model. What does that mean for you? Uh, you'll figure it out. You've got to understand something that zinc, 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 combined with dietary plant polyphenols such as the flavonoids quercetin and epigallocatechin gallate act as antioxidants and as signaling molecules. molecules. What? they do is open the cell membrane the plasma membrane and they permit zinc cations to enter the plasma membrane so this is a very important thing for you to understand you can you can listen to people in the media tell you things it's fine i'm giving you a scientific study out of a major publication and i put two and two together for you so if you want to mock me and be one of the schmucks who wants to just put me down. You know what? Just change the dial. Don't be a moronic troll and think that everything I say is false just because you don't like my politics. Maybe I know an awful lot about this. And maybe I can help you. If you don't want the help, please turn the show off. But please don't join the group that is yelling there is no fire in a burning theater because you'll be responsible for the deaths and suffering of your friends and family if you do that. It's that simple. This is a fire raging through the world. Japan closed down all foreign travel over the weekend, by the way. They're doing it to hurt, hurt Trump, according to certain radio hosts, I suppose. Yeah, Japan bans entry from the U.S., China, South Korea, and Europe. According to certain radio hosts, I guess that means all the Japanese are now doing it to hurt Trump. How can you believe this stuff? It's unbelievable to me how they get away with this. It's, why am I going on and on about it? Because when you have millions and millions of listeners and you're misleading them, you're committing a crime. This is no longer an opinion that there's a pandemic. It's not about an opinion that it's going to get bigger. It's a fact. The president himself was shown the evidence, the data, by the scientists who he trusts, who was also mocked by media figures. It's unbelievable to me. So... You want me to go on? What would you like me to tell you about? Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. But ask me some questions and I'll tell you the truth. A lot to talk about. 
Fauci convinces Trump to extend the coronavirus guidelines. He showed him the data. The president got it right away. You know, what's interesting in what you're going to hear in what Fauci says is that he actually is casting a doubt on the president's intelligence. I want you to listen to clip 17. You're going to see what I think Fauci should be looked at very carefully by the president. I've been leery of him for a long time. Listen to number 17. You know, interestingly, you know, we showed him the data. He looked at the data and he got it right away. It was Stop a right pretty there. clear. Stop right there. See, he's shocked that the president got it right away because he's so smart, Fauci. He's a very smart guy. He's been ensconced in the bureaucracy since the AIDS epidemic. It shows you how smart he is. He says, you know, interestingly, you know, we showed him the data. He looked at it and he got it right away. Like he's surprised that the president is uh, not as smart as him. He's assuming the president's a dunce. He speaks out of both sides of his mouth, this Fauci. He's speaking to the media and he's trying to say that the president's a dummy, but he got it anyway. President ought to watch his back with that guy, Fauci. I don't trust this guy very much. I'm telling you right now. He's in it for himself. He's grandstanding. The guy's on five media shows on Sunday. Why? What is a scientist doing on five shows? Whatever. It's his time to shine. So they go into the Oval Office. They lean over the desk and they show him the data. He takes a look at them. He understands the data and he shakes his head and says, I guess we got to do it. Meaning last week, the president said he wanted everyone to be back to work by miraculously by Easter. And they showed him the, the, uh, the curves and uh, what was coming. It was pretty clear to the president. He said, no, we got to extend it. Okay, so that was that. So we're locked in. We're all locked in. It's very hard for all of us, by the way. Luckily for me, I've been doing this for 20 years like this, maybe 18 years. I first got my first home studio in the year 2000. I lobbied for it. I dreamed of it. I wanted it. I kept cajoling the program director. Give me a home studio. I don't want to drive into the city anymore. Well, he fought with me. He said, no, live radio requires you to be in a studio. You got to smell the garbage can in the studio to do a good show. You got to smell the stink of the person who was sitting in the chair before you. No, the, look, I'm being very graphic. It's disgusting. Some of them are filled. Well, anyway, forget it. That was then. There was one in there you needed. There was no, you, do you, there was nothing on earth. It was like one arm Frank preceded me in the studio. She was a she, though. She preceded me, and I shouldn't go into this. I'm just doing a free association to entertain you now. I had someone who preceded me in that studio. She made one arm Frank smell like an angel. She made one arm Frank smell like Irish Spring. I couldn't believe what I had to put up with. I said to them, if you don't de- you, I, de- detoxify that studio, I'm not working in here anymore. I was gagging. My eyes were running from her. But that was a long time ago. So I got the home studio. At first, I loved it. You could work in your pajamas. That's the beauty of radio. No one knows what you look like. You work in your PJs, sweats. And then eventually you start to fall into a crazy state because there's no one there. You're sitting alone <clears throat> talking to yourself. Okay, a dog, a cat, a bird, uh, a salamander is in the house, a hamster, but no one else. At least in a radio station, you got people walking by. You got a board operator to look at to scowl at you. You got a call screener to scowl at you. They, don't, they hate the talent generally. <laughs> They're both laughing now. But in time, <laughs> Jim's really laughing. And, and, but in time, I, lo- I love these guys I work with. You know, we have a virtual life together. I've never met them in person. We were working together all these years here at Cumulus. And they're sitting there in Dallas. I never met them. And I see them on the screen every day in a TV screen, like a monitor. I don't have to smell them. They don't have to smell me. I mean, I ate a lot of garlic and onions. I always have. They're spared from that. 
So we try to have a good time with each other. We, we laugh in the face of this disaster. We're all holding down the best we can. But if you work at home alone, it's a hard adjustment. I can guarantee you it's hard. More divorces than you can imagine. Now, I told you that last week. It's a well-known fact. They're lining up around the block to rip up the, uh, nut, the nuptials because no one could take it. Oh, it started out great in the bar. The next thing you knew, click, click, and there you are. The bar was great. The next thing you knew, there it was. You're walking over to, uh, and you step on a rattle in the middle of the night. That's the end of that sex. Or you're walking over and you step into a a hot, wet uh, diaper on the floor. That's the end of that night. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful. Love and marriage, love and marriage. See, that goes back to the age of Cuomo's world of the meatballs and sausage uh, dinners. It was a fantasy. Life was a beautiful fantasy because it was all created out of whole cloth. Out of whole cloth. It was. The music of the time was a fantasy of man and woman. But you need the fantasy. You need the fantasy of how great family is. Family's really, uh, come on, you know how complicated family is? Family is as complicated as what goes on inside an atom. I once met a chemical, uh, a chemist who was a Nobel Prize winner at UC Berkeley. And he was asked, what goes on inside an atom? And he said, what goes on inside an atom is as complicated as what goes on between humans, right? So now you're trapped in a house with your, your mate. Could you imagine? Now throw in two children who you, I don't understand with the young kids, it's hard. You can't take them out for a walk without the, the, the COVID police looking at you. You know, you got to go home like through an East European checkpoint now to drive home. You're afraid that you're going to be pulled over by the, by the highway patrol. Where are you? Where are you going? What have you, what have you, no, that's coming next with, with barriers and closing the bridges. That could happen tomorrow. The bridges and highways could be suddenly closed down. Why? Are you going to put it past the governor's? You know, the governor of uh, Rhode Island, uh, which is a bit of the meatball uh, sausage state, if you get the drift, the governor of Rhode Island closed down the state to New Yorkers who were fleeing in for, for, uh, to get away from the disease. She did the right thing, and she was overridden by Governor Meatball. Governor Meatball overrode Governor Sausage and Peppers. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. So during January and early February, the media was obsessed with impeaching Trump and the trial, a fake crisis to increase TV ratings and build up ad revenues. That includes Fox News. And uh, Pelosi was taking a tour of uh, uh, Chinatown, telling everyone to eat in Chinatown. It was good for you. Trump was closing down travelers from China who were sick. The vermin in the in the in the press, the vermin in the media, mainly people like fake tapper. He's the worst of them all as fake tapper. If I had to use one person as a symptom of the worst in the media, it would be fake tapper. They were attacking Trump, obsessed with the impeachment. They wouldn't stop. Uh, Trump is now shutting down China and they're calling him a racist. Fake tapper. If it was a time of Lincoln jail. It's like Lincoln closed down the press. Lincoln did so many things. The hero of the liberals. Lincoln, by the way, was a hero of Obama. A complete fascist dictator during the Civil War. Cut telegraph lines. Arrested journalists. Even then, because they were undermining the war effort. Anyway, you see what I'm saying? So there's smoke rising. There's smoke rising in the theater. You're starting to feel the heat. You're saying it's on the other side of the theater. It's not going to get to you, right? Isn't that what we're saying? They're smoldering. In fact, in another part of this big theater, 
a fire broke out in one of the aisles. And you're saying, eh, it's not going to get to me. Yeah, 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 it's not going to get to you. And what's going to happen when the fire starts to come to you, to a city near you? Hey, Paulie, pass the wine. You're not going to say, hey, Paulie, pass the wine. No, 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 you're not going to say that. You're going to say, how come I wasn't warned? Right? So what are you going to do? Stockpile toilet paper. I, I still can't find toilet paper in the supermarket. What the hell is wrong with these people? Do you know that I saw a woman walking in the street near me the other day with four rolls of toilet paper in her hand with a young child? I didn't know her, so I stopped. I rolled the window down. I pressed the zzz. I didn't know her. I smiled. She figured I was, I said, how you doing? I said, I said, what are you doing with the toilet paper? She said, well, Bob down the street uh, gave me three. I returned four. I gave him four. She gave me three. I said, so people are trading toilet paper now in the suburbs? This is what white people are doing in the middle of the epidemic? Trading toilet paper? We're the most anal country on the planet. The epidemic is raging and they're trading toilet paper. For the life of me, I don't even understand what they're going to do with it all. Maybe I'm mistaken. I mean, I, I didn't stockpile an entire house full of toilet paper and hire an armed guard with a shotgun to guard my toil, toilet paper. But what the hell are you stockpiling toilet paper for? What do you expect, to be crapping day and night? I don't even think diarrhea is one of the main symptoms of this illness, by the way. But they're toilet paper. You go in the market where I live, you can get fresh petroli sole. The fishermen are still fishing. All the meat is there. The poor animals are still being butchered to death. I can hear them screaming. Now, I'm getting old. I don't, I don't want to look at the, the meat department. I'm sorry. I, never, I haven't eaten meat for a long time. Eat, God, God bless you. I look at the meat. I see the animal. I see the red meat. I hear the animal screaming. I, I, I don't want to eat it. That's all. You eat it. Eat all you want. I just had lunch during the break. I've learned to eat during a break now. I cooked a fake hot dog, a, a hippie hot dog made of plant items and with onions. And, no, no, not so. And onions and a, this and that in it. I ate it with some mustard. It feels great. I don't eat meat. I haven't eaten meat since I got sick, but I wasn't eating meat for 25 years, which is able to stave off the inevitable anyway for, for 40 years. So now I'm back to my hippie diet of the 70s. I went back to all the books I wrote. My son said, Dad, just follow the advice you wrote in the 70s for your recovery. That's what I'm doing. Now, I'll see if I can help you with the question and zinc when I come back on the Savage Nation, okay? Michael Savage, a host like no other. All right, so the basic scientific way or the, the way that these drugs are working is one drug opens up the cell gates, the cell membrane, keeps out. It's so protective, so well designed. Otherwise, we'd all be flooded with toxins and die. It's genius. The, the design of the human body is just genius. So we have a cell membrane. And it selects what's allowed across it. So in order to get zinc into the cell to uncouple the virus, you need to open the gateway of the cell membrane. So drugs are doing that. However, if you want to augment your own immune system or you want to augment this process in your own body without overloading on, on nutrients and supplements and overdosing, because quercetin can be toxic. I want to warn you about that. So can uh, epigallocatechin gallate. It can be toxic in high amounts. And I don't want people to rush to the health food store and get these in supplements and get sick. So you can start taking foods. Green tea. Uh, uh, tea in general is pretty good, not great. 
cranberries are terrific. Black plums are terrific. All the dark fruits, by the way, are very helpful. Capers. I love capers. They're a little salty, but they're fabulous. Very important. Capers are important. And there are other things. I Maybe she'll publish the list on my, on my website later on. I want to make sure we select it down so people could actually use it. But what about, what about zinc? Which foods are rich in zinc, right? That's another one. We need to look at that. Foods rich in zinc. That's an easy one. Uh, many foods are rich in zinc. Many of you know about the seafoods, the, uh, the um, shellfish, clams, oysters. I don't eat them at all because although I love the taste of some of them, they're full of toxins because they're, they're bottom feeders. You get an animal, unless they're raised in clean beds like you get the New Zealand mussels, you're not going to get them now. You've got to go for the seeds. So I'm eating unsalted sunflower seeds. A lot of them, I always like sunflower seeds, but I don't like the salt. I don't need the high blood pressure. By the way, hypertension is one of the risk factors for this virus taking hold in your body. So you better get control of your, of your blood pressure. Watch out for the salt intake. So you could get it from uh, seeds. You know, nuts, all sorts of nuts are fabulous for zinc. If you don't want to eat the clams and mussels and stuff like that. But there are other, you could look it up yourself. Just, you know. Go to Dr. Google, foods high in, in uh, zinc. You'll find the answer yourself. And then there's flavonoids in foods, again, which I've told you about. Very important. You know about the flavonoids in foods, what that means, flavonoid content of selected foods, good studies on that. Very important. You understand that. And it's, again, the dark fruits, olives, olive oils, blueberries, things like that. Wonderful stuff. I've done this for years and years and years. I ate, drank, and slept this. Not only before I earned my doctorate in 1978, but afterwards. But when I got into radio, which is a long time ago, I celebrated 26 years with you last week. Oh, by the way, my birthday is tomorrow. Thank you, Michael. Congratulations. Didn't think you'd make it. I never thought I'd make it past the age of 30, 35, because of the family history. Never. It was terrible living like with a gun to get, but it modified my behavior in many ways. Otherwise, I would have been an ordinary, you know, guy who would have didn't care, didn't think anything mattered. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who has good, uh, you know, good uh, inheritance, good genes. Good for you. I didn't. I inherited other things that were fabulous from my genetic pool. But in terms of uh, the coronary system, not so great. Not so much the heart. The heart is great. You know, like they say, the, uh, the, pump, the pump is terrific, but the, the pipes are a little rusted. That's how they put it. It's not accurate, by the way. It's, it's the... Uh, wall of the arteries it's not the pipe themselves all right so you then then you try to rebuild the walls of your arteries you go back to the flavonoids and the other foods that are known to help same thing here by the way so you look at the dark fruits you know, i remember st reading a study when i was heavily into the nutrition field at one point i was director of nutrition for the biggest nutrition company in the united states of america and the world and I traveled the world and I gave speeches on vitamins and herbs. I loved it very much. I even spoke in Malaysia with food poisoning. I told you that story. I got so sick from in, in, the, in the Golden Triangle in, 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 no, in Thailand. I almost died. I, was, I got so sick from chicken. I, to this day, I hate chicken. I'm so leery of eating chicken anywhere but in the house. I ate it in Thailand somewhere. I got so sick. I, was almost, I almost died from food poisoning. That's a long story for another time. This is too serious a time for that. I turned white. I turned blue. I turned green. I turned red. They wanted to take me to the hospital. So Mrs. Savage sat by my side, and she chased them out of the room. She said, get out of here over my dead body. You're not touching my husband. Because they would have taken me, and she said they would take your organs out. That's how much we trusted the third world. 
So I, she went through every color change. Then in the morning, I had to give a speech to 300 Muslim women in full garb. I swear to God. And the show must go on. I'm such a showman. I got dressed. I got showered. I was still sick as a dog. We had the, one of the bellhops help me down in the elevator. I swear to God. Then, and now, now doctor, and then the, the curtain goes up. I go and give the speech. The Muslim women were very polite. I don't think they understood a word of English. Maybe it was translated in a headset into Arabic, and they applauded. Curtain came down, and they carried me back off the stage. I went back upstairs, recuperated. The first food that I wanted to eat after that food poisoning, just Hawaii, I'm not telling you what to do, was pizza from the restaurant, in the hotel restaurant, loaded with chopped garlic. First thing I wanted was pizza with garlic. And I recovered, that's all. But you never recover from food poisoning, by the way. Those little bugs hang around a long time. They're in your body. They're always waiting to, like, catch you again <laughs> at a weak point. You know what I'm saying? They're always looking. So I've always been hev- heavily up on the, uh, the, 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 the nutrients that uh, maintain health and stimulate. And I've written the books on it. Yes, I wrote Diseases Without Borders. Yes, kill me for it. Now get me out. Oh, how dare you peddle a book in a time like this? Go to hell. It's a pamphlet for Buck 95 on, on Kindle. I wrote it two years ago to help you do what you could to stimulate your immune system. I'm going to get rich off it if you buy the, if you buy the Kindle edition, right? So there it is. Uh, it was the most recent nutrition book I did. I hadn't done one for years. It was uh, Diseases Without Borders. It's on Kindle, and I highly recommend it because I wouldn't have put it together if I didn't believe in myself and my, my knowledge and information. But here we are now. We're in the middle of this, and we got some wonderful callers. I've got to get to all of you. Uh, I look forward to the show every day so much to be with you because I need you as much as you need me. You got to understand something. This is like a mutual feedback enterprise. A talk show host and his audience are one entity. It's like one organism. Without you, I don't exist in some ways. I do. I can get through life without it. I got so many hobbies that I've developed. Though, See, that's the lucky part. Just let me diverge for a minute before I take your wonderful calls. I'm looking around my house. Do you know what I've been doing over the days? I'm reading. Yes, I'm watching movies at night on TV, but I'm getting bored of them. I can't watch one more thing on Netflix. If I want get trapped into one more 32-segment thing from, like, Turkey, I'm going I'm to cut the television out off and throw it in the water. 32 segments of some detective in Turkey. Horrible. Then there was the one that I told you about. Don't watch it. I got trapped in it. I couldn't stand it. I became like a Mexican housewife watching Dragon about a Mexican drug lord's grandson who goes to Japan and works with the Yakuza. I enjoyed it. I couldn't stop. I wanted to stop watching it, but I couldn't because I wanted to see what happened in the next episode, how the love affairs worked out, who was going to get knocked off. I wanted to see the villain get caught. It was horrible. I was so happy when it ended after 32 uh, segments of it. I couldn't wait for it to be over. I'm free of it. Now I'm watching some Fakakta show, Babylon, Berlin, Babylon. It's, it's crazy and funny, but I don't, it just doesn't captivate me in, in German translation. It's beautiful sets and dancing and then the Weimar Republic before Hitler comes to power, but it just doesn't grip me. I like the colors. So I, I watch a little TV at night, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm reading, working on a new book, of course. I write, therefore I am. And uh, I will tell you something odd. I am cleaning my guns. <laughs> I collected all my guns and I really made sure I knew which ammo went with which rifle because each one of them is different. If I have a modified version of, version of an M1A and it's shooting a 308 and then I have another gun that shoots a, a, a 30-06, a hunting rifle, 
Then I have another one that shoots a two, two, three. I mean, you better line up your ammo in the right order, right? I'll tell you something else. Like I, a handgun is easy to use somewhat, somewhat. If you're trained, easy. If you're not trained, don't use one. Because that's why most people shouldn't have guns. They shouldn't. They're, they're not that easy to use. And it's not for every person to have in their house. But I've had guns for years. I, ever since I'm a little kid, I was on the rifle team in, in Jamaica High School, as I said to you. So I'm very familiar with weapons. Nevertheless, um, I'll tell you which gun has always perplexed me is a shotgun. Shotguns are very complicated. And no matter how many times I've loaded and unloaded a shotgun, Something about it bewilders me. So you know what I did? I, I found a, a couple of uh, dummy practice shells, which are used for loading and unloading. I highly recommend that anyone who has a shotgun who may or may not be that familiar with the action of that gun, please, for God's sakes, use the dummy shells. Make sure they're the dummy shells and make sure the barrel's pointing into the ground and practice loading and unloading your shotgun several times if you're an amateur and you never do it. You see, many of you have guns and you don't use them. That's the norm. You bought them for self-protection. Well, okay, fine. But be safe with the damn thing. Uh, so use the, the blank shells to load, unload, load, unload, eject, load, eject, load, eject, load, and then do it with your eyes closed. Just feel the way into it so you know how to do it with your eyes closed. Okay? It's that simple. Just be safe, be safe, be safe. I also have antique clocks. One of them's not running right. Thank God it doesn't run right. The other one runs perfectly. The one that doesn't run right is interesting to me because I can't seem to get the pendulum in the, at the right length. So that's another hobby of mine is playing with the pendulum clock, right? I have massive files of early writings from the 60s, 70s that a publisher was interested in prior to this collapse. And when the world straightens out, he wants to publish these early stories of mine, my journals. I will, I'm working a little bit on those. I can't buy the magazines I normally buy. They're closed. I like History Magazine. I like car magazines. Can't buy them. I'm tinkering with the Jaguars, the old cars. I'm taking short rides in cars. There are things you can do, plenty of things you could do in your own house. It's not that hard to, uh, to do things. I'm feeding the birds. I have seagulls. They're like, they're like my pets. They have such good, good eyesight that when I walk out, you know that they could see me through the windows of my house? It's like spooky. It's like the birds, like Hitchcock. I'm afraid to open the curtains. They're sitting there staring at me like out on the bay. All of a sudden, like, there they are. Julie and, and Billy are out there. I gave them names. It's like, oh, no, it's a little crazy. I'm looking at the birds. I, I watched them grow up from eggs. So I go out with bread. Never feed them any moldy bread, by the way. You can get the birds sick. Old bread, yes. No moldy bread. Throw the moldy bread out. You're going to kill those birds if you give them moldy bread. So I don't throw out a few. I, I, look, I, I just feed the birds. It's fun. You know, you throw one piece. There comes one Schmendrick bird. He's the first. The early bird catches the, the bagel. Then the next. Then the next. So you got to rip it up into a lot of pieces. Then you'll see, you know, I, I throw them at certain birds. I distract the flock that's fighting over the bread. Because there's always one bird who's like a little weaker and slower than the others. And he like comes in last oh, to, to get the bread. So I distract the flock to the left and I throw a piece to him to the right and I wave him like a pigeon guy on the roof in, the, in, the, in Queens. Like with a stick, I'm waving like a stick to get, get over there. I'm saying, Billy, go get the bread. So I try to feed the birds. It's beautiful to watch them. It's such a smart animal. One last thing on birds. 
before I talk about the disease and the virus. It's a hobby of mine. I'm trying to say, go out and look at the birds, for God's sakes. By the way, animals don't seem to be dying from the virus. Have you noticed that? It's not a reverse zoonotic infection where you're going to infect the animal world. Thank God we're not killing off the birds and the fish. I mean, there was a report of a dog in Malaysia getting it and dying. I know that. Then a case of a cat getting it and dying. But I don't know much about how that happened, whether it was truly COVID-19. I don't know. But God forbid this spreads from man to animal. Oh, my God. And we start wiping out species. That's the next curse. We got the locusts in Saudi Arabia. We got the disease now. And uh, the Jewish holiday of Passover is coming in a week or so with the 10 plagues. What's next? Like bugs? Well, I'm running short of time. I'll be right back. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. Where is God? Where is God? You know, I end my book. I didn't end it with it. In God, Faith, and Reason with uh, a chapter, Where is God? People seek to find God in as many places as there are on earth and in as many ways. And I'm not going to read you a chapter right now, but the fact is many of you are asking, where, you really believe in God right now? Where is God? You saw the story of the 65 religious Jews who flew to Israel. Many of them were infected. Where was God then? Then you see the religious zealots who refused to stop congregating, whether it be in a church or a synagogue, uh, because they fear the wrath of God. It's crazy. And then the civil authorities have to step in and close the synagogues or the churches down in order to protect the, the people themselves from their ignorance. It's unbelievable what's going on. But where is God? I don't have an answer. I've been looking for him all my life. I pray to him every night to give me a breath in the morning. I thank him in the morning when I wake up and I'm breathing. Do I really know if there's such an entity toward God? When I shut the lights at night, it's a dark room with me in it. Do I know if God exists? Of course I don't. But I have faith that God exists. And she so say, well, if God exists, why does he let a thing like this happen? You could argue that he's doing it to save the earth. You could argue he's doing it to save the animals. You do notice that the carbon emissions are lower, don't you? You do notice that the pollution is less. You do know that, right? Say, well, put two and two together. Well, wait a minute. You're saying it's a good thing? I didn't say that. I said, but the, the, there's an other side to every coin. There's always another side to the coin, and everything is, is 360. It's not a flat line. The moon has another side to it. Darkness has light on the other side. Light has darkness on the other side. Happiness has sadness on the other side. Fear has courage on the other side. Courage has fear on the other side. Love has hate and indifference on the other side. So, yeah, maybe there is something good about all of this. Some nights I go to sleep and I say, maybe, just maybe, by slowing it all down, he's going to give Earth a rest. Maybe by slowing it all down, the way man has been exploiting the Earth and everything in it, for so long, rapaciously devouring the sky itself. Maybe, just maybe, the earth and everything in it will be healthier after this is all over. Just maybe. That's just a thought, isn't it? Just a thought for you uh, in these dark times. Maximum thinking here on the Savage Nation. Thanks for listening. I would say Liz, visit me online and go to Twitter. I don't want to say any of that. I said it all anyway. With God's will and your listenership, I, Michael Savage, shall return. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 